Now with the new frozen Kraft Mac and Cheese meals, I can give them a complete meal that they'll eat completely. That's right. No more broccoli battles. Just clean plates and big smiles. So, moms, it's time for our victory dance. Whoop, to the sprinkler. Uh-huh. Now, Shimmy. Mom, what are you doing? I'm doing that. You ate your whole dinner dance. Woo, that's right. Craft mac and cheese meals. So good, it's gone. Find it in the frozen aisle. This is Kelly Clarkson. If you love awesome music, then you also have a soft spot for TV's number one singing competition, The Voice. This season, it'll be bigger and better than ever with Adam Blake, Jennifer Hudson, and the reigning champ, moi. I've won The Voice six times. There is life beyond Blake. I want to be a cowboy. I can do all that too. Your turn, Blake. <laughs> Watch Team Kelly on The Voice. Not to brag, but I am the returning champ. Followed by the premiere of Manifest, tonight on NBC. Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Wrap. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to The Sex Wrap. Uh, this is Andrew, and I'm here today with Spring. Um, and we're excited to be talking to you about your questions about sex. Um, and today was quite quite a trial for us to get this crazy <laughs> show going. Uh, I don't know. Um, I, I was thinking a lot about lateness. And, and, and this is not an attack on Spring or myself. Um, we, were both, probably- we were both very late today. I was very- late. But <laughs> she was. But we, we had told each other yesterday that we were both like, I'm going to struggle to get there on time. I don't think I'm going to make it. And we didn't. And that's OK, because we let each other know. Um, you've you've probably listened to quite a few episodes of our show. Uh, and uh, you, you might have been able to attack uh, attack. I don't even that's not a word. You might have been able to figure out that I'm a little bit um, uptight. A little bit anal, a little bit time pressured and time sensitive and hostile. You not, said not anal. <laughs> I mean, hey, someone did ask a question. Someday we'll answer it. How to, how, how to anal was the question that came in. So Look someday we'll be <laughs> coming soon. Get it coming, coming soon. Out, I get it. <laughs> it's all sex puns all the time. Um, but I was really thinking about being late. So I moved to Miami. I live here. Uh, and lateness is a thing everywhere, but it's like triple a thing here. And it's really hard for people like me who are always I'm either on time or a little bit early. And if I can't be, I let people know. Um, and I, I've lived here for this is my I'm moving into my sixth year here now. And I still have not adjusted at all to people being late because whenever I think about it, like, oh, you need some time management skills. I know exactly how long it takes me to get ready. And whenever I need to be to a place, I pad in a little time because of traffic and everything else, and, and I make it on time. Um, if you lose track of time, I don't know, I have an Alexa in my bathroom. I'm like, Alexa, set a time for 10 minutes. And then I know that I'm back on time. Um, I don't know. So for me, sometimes when people are consistently late, I feel like they either don't care about my time or they don't care that they're wasting my time and it drives me absolutely crazy and i don't talk about it very frequently because other people get upset they think i'm attacking them but i'm like no let me help you i'll buy you a watch that that tells you that it takes you 74 minutes to get ready so you give yourself 90 minutes so the extra 15 minutes to get to the train i don't know 
That's that was a long intro. I'm sorry. I'm so just rambling. Ranty. We're talking about lateness because yeah. it's something that I think everybody can understand, right? You all understand yeah. how it feels when someone's late and it feels inconsiderate and it feels rude and you feel like your time was wasted and you feel sad. And that is related to our topic today. Like, so we can all start to understand how people might feel when they're Dun, 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 dun. ghosted <laughs> yeah and the, and the question that we got um that came in was why has ghosting become so common um and i think that's a really great question uh spring and i were talking like ghosting is not a new phenomenon maybe we should define it first yeah hey, spring, what's ghosting so ghosting is the slang term for when you're either talking to someone or dating someone and then all of a sudden they just disappear. They become a ghost. It seems like they were never in your life. They just stop all communication. If they were linked with you on social media, they would unlink um, and it just seems to happen immediately and it's very confusing for somebody who is on the other side of that ghosting like hey i'm interested in you and i'm just going to waste some of your time and then completely disappear yeah and uh and i think that the term ghosting is newer and so a lot of people kind of assume that this is a new phenomenon but it isn't really i mean I had a boyfriend that I dated for four years when I was uh, still at Penn State, and we had a very serious relationship, and he moved to another town, and he was supposed to come visit me one weekend, and he just never showed up and never replied to my text, emails, or calls, <laughs> and just never let me know what happened, and uh, that was back in like 2005. So, I mean, it's definitely not a new phenomenon. And I think that it is becoming, it is becoming more common. And we're going to talk about kind of some of our ideas about why that is today. But people have been doing this. People have been being rude <laughs> to other people and not communicating well for a long time. And I mean, and to me, this is, this is more than being rude to someone though. Like it's just leaving them hanging. I get I get pissed off when someone lets me leaves me hanging for ten or fifteen minutes when I'm waiting them waiting for them at a restaurant or a bar. This is kind of like someone you are really into, right? That yeah. that perpetually is is leaving you, and that yeah, all y'all out there, you better not ghost me. Or I'll be real mad. And <laughs> I'm not particularly nice when I'm mad. I can be. No, I wouldn't be. Don't don't ghost me. Yeah. So. So first, let's talk about, um, so I have an idea about why it's becoming more common. Do you have an, any ideas about why you think it's becoming more common? So, yeah, I mean, I think there's a whole bunch of different reasons why it's probably more common and why it's probably more painful both. Okay. Um, but I, I, I mean, when I think about ghosting, I think that someone who ghosts might not be trying to hurt someone. They might be trying to let someone down in a way that they think isn't as hurtful that doesn't cause confrontation, right? Does that mm -hmm. does that sound like I'm trying to give someone the best benefit of the doubt that I can give them from my perspective? Like, I don't want to hurt you, but I don't want conflict. So I'm just going to kind of not do anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that it is this kind of wanting to avoid hard 
discussions, wanting to avoid difficult communication. And the seemingly best way to do that is just to not say anything and to kind of extract yourself. Um, but why that, while that might be easier in that moment, it's certainly not easier overall for the person who has done the ghosting or the person who is ghosted. And I think that the person who's doing the ghosting thinks, oh, this will be so much easier. But quite often, and I've, I've talked to like, for example, that ex-boyfriend who <laughs> I dated four years and then goes to me, I ended up talking to him about it much later. And, you know, he had a lot of guilt about it and he felt very bad about that whole situation that he caused. And so it's not actually ever easier for either individual in the long run, but it just seems like it in that moment. Right. Because you don't have that hard conversation. I think like 75% of the show is encouraging people to actually engage in conversations they think are hard. Um, but at the end of the day, you probably have a better life and a better relationship and a better breakup if you actually have them. Um, I was just reading some research about ghosting to prep for this too. Uh, and there's some crazy numbers coming out about it. Uh, so what, right. You don't feel good afterwards. No one feels good afterwards. And 50% of young people have either ghosted someone or been ghosted at this point. So it's a huge number of people who are going through this. Um, and it's kind of crazy. I didn't, I mean, I am not dating anybody or I'm dating any, I've been in a very long-term relationship. Um, <laughs> so whenever uh, students in my life, young people, or even spring started talking to me about ghosting, I'm like, what in the world is this phenomenon? Are you talking about that dumb little ghost on Snapchat? I don't quite <laughs> like, what are you? Uh, but as soon as I start thinking about what it is and talk to people about their experiences, I'm like, oh, that's terrible that people are doing this so frequently. It's so frequent and it's so common. And I think it's getting more common. Um, the so, other thing. Oh, yeah, I think that another reason that it's becoming more common is that we've moved more and more of our communication to digital spaces and it's easier to extract yourself in this digital realm. It's uh, much less personal and it's much less um heartfelt, right? So when you are doing a lot of communication over text or other other types of social media outlets, um, it actually becomes easier to kind of disappear from someone's periphery, from like their everyday um, interactions with you, right? It, it, it is in some ways. But I mean, for me, when I said I think it's probably even more hurtful and harmful ghosting someone today than it was 10 or 20 or however. I mean, I'm sure it's existed forever, you know, avoiding the conversation and not talking to the person. But um, now if you've been ghosted by someone and you're connected to them across your social media, you're going to keep seeing them. You're going to see their Instagram and their Facebook and their tweets. Uh, so you're going to know that. I mean, it, it, it makes it seem so much more shameful. Now with the new frozen Kraft Mac and Cheese Meals, I can give them a complete meal that they'll eat completely. That's right. No more broccoli battles. Just clean plates and big smiles. So moms, it's time for our victory dance. Woo-woo! Throw the sprinkler. Uh-huh. Now shimmy. Mom, what are you doing? I'm doing that. You ate your whole dinner dance. Woo! That's right. Craft mac and cheese meals. So good, it's gone. Find it in the frozen aisle. 
So you keep seeing their tweets and their Instagram and their Facebook posts. Um, so it's that constant reminder and kind of constant re-hurting you, well, right? Because it's going to hurt. Well, I think that typical ghosting protocol is to <laughs> is to disconnect all your social medias as well. The person that ghosts you typically, I think, unfriends you and unfollows you across those things or blocks you so that you can't be connected in any way. Wow. So it's more than, <laughs> so it's complete invisibility. We are now giving you recommendations <laughs> on how to ghost. Welcome to the sex rap where we teach you how to hurt people that you love. No, uh, uh, no. I'm just uh, saying that typically when someone goes to, I think uh, they're normally blocking you across most platforms. So it's just, it is like a extraction from complete yeah. radio science unless you have friends in common kind of yeah. thing and then you would see some of yeah. that wow so i think that um so some of the problems with ghosting we i think it's encouraging this kind of non-communication so we as ghosting has become more acceptable and i say acceptable not in the terms as like any of us actually like it but that we have named it and we acknowledge that it's happening a lot and we kind of have made it more acceptable in our society. Like, oh yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing that happens all the time and no one's really kind of um, standing up against it. And it's normalizing this non-communication. And, right. and this non-communication is a big problem because that feeds right into rape culture overall. Like the whole not communicating about sexuality, about relationships, about our wants, about our needs is very problematic and it hurts everybody. Right. And it hurts all parties involved too. Um, so, so we know what it is. We know that it's hurt, hurtful. We know that it actually hurts people. Um, we could talk about something like, Dabda, like when this happens to you, you're going to go through denial and bargaining and depression and work hopefully towards acceptance. But um, so so what do we do uh, to try to help somebody in terms of a not ghosting or b when you're ghosted? Like, what kind of recommendations do we have to to make this better? I have ideas, <laughs> um, but but I mean, it happened to you. It's so happened why, to why don't me we start so many times? <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, oh. I think um, there was a pretty bad one about a year ago or so, maybe two years ago now. I was dating somebody, and we had been dating a couple of months, and it was fairly serious. We were seeing each other a lot, and uh, and we were connected on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, and um, we had plans the next day and we were texting the night before. And then the next morning I woke up and I went to send him a Snapchat and he wasn't on my Snapchat list. And I was like, Oh, that's weird. And so I, I was like, why would he have disappeared? And I was, I didn't even think he could have blocked me. And I was like, I wonder how that thing turned out last night that he had been helping at. And I like went on Facebook to see if there was anything posted about it. And he wasn't, my friend on Facebook anymore. And then I was like, oh my God. And I went into Instagram and we weren't connected on Instagram anymore. His account seemingly didn't exist, which meant he had blocked me. And so I texted him and I said, 
hey, it seems like you've walked me across platforms. I don't know what's going on. I assume we're not hanging out tonight, but like, can you just tell me what you're feeling? Like what's happening? And he never replied. And um, about six months later, he uh, texted me and was like, I'd like to see you again. I'm so sorry about what I did. And, uh, and you, you should see the face <laughs> I'm making right now, everybody. And I mean, I almost had a heart attack when he texted me because I, it was like someone had returned from the dead. Like, it, cause he had completely ghosted me like across all these platforms and across text as well. And then just reappeared. And um, I think we call that a zombie, maybe when they come back from the dead. Um, but it it was and, and I didn't even know what to say. I, I, I mean, I had been incredibly hurt. And I mean, this is like, uh, we had known each other a couple of months, like we had done things with friends together. Like it was like, we were not. Um, it wasn't I, I don't know. Like, it seems worse and worse, like, the more time you've spent with someone when they ghost you, I guess, um, and the more connections that you have in common when it happens. Um, but... Well, and it seems to block your ability to really get meaningful closure. I think that's my, my big problem with ghosting, because when a relationship is over, regardless of the kind of relationship or the intensity of the relationship, or whether it's platonic or not platonic, or you're dating or just friends, it's really good to have... That, that, that kind of headspace where you can say, okay, well, this is over and these are the reasons and now I can move forward and either change what I do in my next relationship or avoid that kind of person because I don't want to end up in that kind of relationship again. And ghosting gets rid of a lot of our ability to handle like what comes next. It kind of leaves you hanging in that forever space of what did I do wrong? And I think it's probably really shameful and embarrassing for people who like, why did this happen to me? What's wrong with me? And because you never have that conversation with the other person, all of the conversation and all of that negativity is kind of focused inward. Like what did I do wrong to deserve this? Or what did I do in the situation? Um, and because you can't talk to that other person, you never get closure or you're never able to say, well, you know, there's a lot of different things that happened. Ugh. It's the opposite of letting someone down lightly. It's letting someone down really quite terribly. It's pulling the rug out from under somebody. Right. And I think that um, it's it's interesting. I mean, we're using um, dating examples here, but this happens in friendships too. It's all types of relationships. Um, friendships, I've, I've had friends actually do this to me. Um, like one friendship, it was a much much longer time ago. Um, and it was a friend who couldn't explain to me how she was feeling and didn't want to and ended up, you know, ghosting me. And we had been best friends for a long time. And so I think that it, it hurts no matter what type of relationship or no matter how long you have been involved in a relationship with someone. And it's definitely not the fault of the person being ghosted. It's a hundred percent on the person who has done the ghosting. Like it is something that they are not able to express or um, not kind of wanting to put the energy into expressing and communicating and working through. And, and I think that it's, it's a, 
cultural phenomenon that we need to address. I, we do. We have to address it. Um, and it kind of gets back to a lot of those other things that we've been talking about in other episodes, how communication is so important and we need to be having difficult, not even difficult conversations, but heartfelt, empathetic conversations with other people. Um, and I think before we close out today, we, we should probably come up with a, some recommendations for people uh, about ghosting to, to make it easier on both sides or not even easier to prevent it from happening. And if it yeah. happens for you, give you some resources so you don't feel so garbage. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the things is um, practicing these communication skills in kind of less high stake environments, right? So when you're in a relationship, whether it's serious or casual with someone or a friendship and something goes wrong and you feel uncomfortable and you feel like you need to exit it for a while, that's a pretty high stake conversation and it is difficult. And so if we can practice some of these uh, communication skills in lower stake uh, conversations, uh, that starts to build up our skills and being able to have these harder conversations. So as an example, uh, when I was running late today, right, Andrew texted me and he's like, you know, spring, you're a little later than you said you were going to be. And it's not making me feel so great. And I'd like to address that with you. And that's fantastic because that it did. It was uncomfortable for him probably to say that. It was uncomfortable for me to hear that. But I was able to acknowledge that and say, okay, I don't know. I don't even know if I said I'm sorry. I thought I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and that's like one of those places where you can practice something uncomfortable, practice um, acknowledging your emotions to somebody else and talking about them. Yeah, I, right. I mean, modeling these conversations. And I think we are in a society where we avoid almost every single difficult conversation. It doesn't matter if it's about sex or religion or politics. We're much more likely to just ignore what's going on and kind of live in our own little world anyway. So practicing harder conversations to have. Um, and then, I mean, I think I mean, enough, don't ghost people. We're talking about recommendations. <laughs> don't do it. Um, right, so you might think you're letting someone down easy, but you know that you're not, right? And even if you need to just come up with a couple lines that you text someone like, hey, I can't handle this, we're done. Or, you know, I, this relationship isn't working for me and I need to stop. I mean, any of those are much better than just completely cutting someone out of your life altogether. Right. Like just And just and telling even telling someone, um, I feel really bad about this, but I can't continue this right now. And I don't even have the ability to communicate about it right now. But maybe at a later date, we can talk about it. Like if you if you really can't talk about it right now, just say that, acknowledge it. And that is a hundred times better. Much, much better for everyone all around. Um, I think on the side of the ghostie, I think that it's okay. I mean, we need to talk about that. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Yeah, you'll feel some shame. And yeah, it's okay to talk about those feelings, too. I think that when someone's ghosted, often they don't feel like they can really talk about it. But you should talk about it. Um, talk about it with your friends. Talk about it with other people. Let people know what's going on. Um, and, and that's okay. 
Like it's it's almost a new kind of breakup where you don't have any of the social support that you have in all of the traditional kinds of breakup. If someone's getting divorced, everybody knows, and there's people around you, hopefully, who will say, hey, do you need some help? Or is there a problem? Or can we talk about it? With ghosting, often you lose all of those kind of support networks. So both talking about it, and then if someone talks about it, be empathetic with them. Be like, wow, that that kind of sucks. And and let's talk about what happened and what can I and, what can I do? And it's because it's much less visible um, because of the kind of nature of ghosting. It, some people around you aren't going to even know that it's really happened. And so that's why it's so important to talk about. And it's so important to talk about some of the things we discussed here today as well, why it's problematic, um, and to encourage other people to share their stories and talk about it as well so that we can denormalize this. Yeah, you got, you got to really work hard on, on making it not okay to hurt people this way. Um, I don't know. And I, I, I think, oh no, it's coming. Disney song. Uh, the lyrics. My final bit of advice. If this happens to you, it's not about you, right? Like you there, you might have had conflict. You might have done some things inside of that relationship. And, and maybe you weren't the best partner for them. But being ghosted is not your fault. The way that someone else chooses to end the relationship, regardless of what happens inside of that relationship, it's not... It's not you. Um, and I think that we can work on letting it go, right? Let it go. Let it go. I can't say. Yeah. Let it go. I went to see Frozen on my birthday. Um, and she dressed as Elsa. And it was amazing. Um, <laughs> uh, so I think that that brings us to the period. So what is our... Our, our period for I knew what I wanted our period to, to be for today, but I have, we'll a, save I have it. a joke. I have a joke that's oh, related oh. to scary things. It's so good. Oh, okay. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. What do you call wood when it's scared? Petrified. Petrified wood. <laughs> oh, I was going to say flaccid. And it's hard. It's hard. Get it. Oh. I, I get it. Oh, God. <laughs> Terrible joke. I was going to practice breakup. You know, the, there's hookup lines. I wanted to practice some breakup lines, but we'll do that another time. You were going to practice good breakup lines or terrible breakup lines? Uh, ones that I thought were funny. So absolutely <laughs> terrible. I don't know. All right, everybody. So if you have any questions for us, if you want to join our conversation, if you want to talk to us about ghosting, you just let us know. If you have any other questions, feel free to email us. We're the sexwrap at gmail.com. That's rap with a W. Um, you can call us at 413-I-RAP-IT. And you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Sex Rap. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or just two of Music for this episode provided by the ever elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe. Now with the new frozen Kraft Mac and Cheese Meals, I can give them a complete meal that they'll eat completely. That's right. No more broccoli battles. Just clean plates and big smiles. So moms, it's time for our victory dance. Whoop, to the sprinkler. Uh-huh. Now shimmy. Mom, what are you doing? I'm doing that. You ate your whole dinner dance. Woo, that's right. 
Kraft Mac and Cheese Meals. So good, it's gone. Find it in the frozen aisle.